2: What is going on guys? We are back for week four of stack fest. It still gets me every time when I get to say stack fest because it's a very it's a it's a wonderful name for the show. If you have not watched this show before here on Roto Grinders. We go through a little bit different, right? We're not going, we're, well, we are kind of going game by game, but we're we're going game by game through the most notable fantasy football games for DFS purposes because we want to load up on these games. We want to be playing quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers from both teams and finding our way to the top of tournaments. I am, as always, your host, Eric Bynford, joined by Matt Kelly and Dario. Uh, Dario, I got to say it right. Steam, correct? Yeah. You have to remind okay. me. Okay. Okay. Good. We got it. We got it. We got my name. Matt, okay, Matt Kelly. That's Matt Kelly. That one. I mean, I that struggled. One, I struggled. Easy enough. Uh, uh, that must yeah. have been so just... hard
3: for substitute teachers back in the day. You know, they come <laughs> yeah, in, they look at the rules. Well, bind
2: four. I mean, he's yeah. he goes. He's in the. He's that's he's a little bit living that life. I said the first time we met, Dario, that I was like, I, I'm going to forget this probably, but I need to make sure that I say your name correctly because I had that, I had that substitute uh-huh. Uh-huh. teacher thing for myself that nobody could ever say my name right, and um, it's but it's similar to why they why I may not say your name correctly. But we're here. It's we, it's week four. Really quickly, um, we can talk about week three, which I thought was a weird, we like kind of a weird. We were week due for some... a weird week, weren't we? We had we had yeah.
4: two, we had two straightforward weeks, and then we had a weird week
2: somebody yeah. mentioned on another show that said uh you probably had the optimal if you left like $5,000 in salary on table yeah. on the table or something cuz none of the superstars really really got there and now this week i think that's kind of interesting cuz we don't outside of quarterback we don't have a lot of superstars on this slate so dario how how mm-hmm. was last week and then um initial thoughts on week 4
3: yeah i mean last week i think that the jalen hurts double stacks kind of paid off if you if you went ahead and did it they did they did pay off they just didn't they didn't win the whole thing but they paid off big Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think that there were just so many touchdowns scored by obscure guys the big names didn't hit like you said so definitely a weird week and then this week is a whole different challenge where like right off the bat there's you know two or three only three elite quarterbacks on the slate really because herbert's status is i think very iffy and then you're looking at some potentially interesting plays like Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota, and it's just like, oh god, like what, what, are, <laughs> what are we getting ourselves into? Matt,
4: how are you feeling? Lamar Jackson. Uh, this is uh, this is like you know, this is one of those things where can we just we, we no metrics, right? <laughs> Lamar Jackson <laughs> 38 DraftKings points a game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's amazing. crazy. It's crazy.
4: Amazing. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, we 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 talk about the the, the pre, going with the premium mobile quarterbacks most weeks. And we talked about, you know, Lamar last week, Jalen Hurts in Kyler. And you know, if you're going to aggressively game stack, you want to aggressively game stack more of the pocket passers because they can spread the ball around more and involve more players in the touchdowns. Whereas you've got to be a little more concentrated and and potentially not even you know worry about run backs right like last week said hey Washington is going to be challenged to score points <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: remember remember the whole exercise remember Eric I wanted to mm-hmm. bring this back up because we had the whole remember we close our eyes yeah remember to close <laughs> your eyes on Carson Wentz and then it's like yes. <laughs> so that made me so happy. I I gotta tell you, from this show, when I'm when I'm watching the games or I'm looking at <laughs> the scores, I'm like, oh man, oh that's a close. Close your eyes, Carson. <laughs> I, was, you- <laughs> I mean, do you and think he, he no did have
2: back. his eyes closed no in the pocket back. for some of those plays? One of the only things I got right last week was just jamming the Eagles' defense in over over and over, and watching uh, how many sacks did they have? It was. <laughs> it felt like every play at least in the first half it was just like you felt like when he dropped back to pass he was going to get sacked and you at a certain point it was like i really appreciate these these one point per every sack but like let him throw because he's going to throw an interception like (laughs) you you got it was so bad you got greedy like i need the pick six okay that's enough that's enough of these you know eight sacks in the first half or whatever but yeah that was a that was a good one but a, a, a like I said it kind of a weird week when Mac Collins is uh, the wide receiver two or wide receiver one or whatever um, that makes for an interesting week, but let's get into the kind of keynote game. I think everyone would probably agree the keynote game piggybacking on Matt bringing up Lamar Jackson and yeah. we have bills yeah. and Ravens with a 51 total, which is actually kind of, almost feels low given the the uh, how these two offenses have been so far this year. We do have maybe a smidge of weather I did just want to pull uh put out there before we we really dive in but I'm not sure that that matters with these two quarterbacks. Again, as Matt said, premium running quarterbacks, high powered offenses, high pass rate teams, the Bills through 62 63 passes last week and uh I I don't know other than, you know, game theory other than maybe the weather. It's very tough to get away from this game matt um get us started on this one i
4: mean you're, you're gonna want to be exposed to this game what can i tell you and this is this is one of those games i mean what we're talking about like the, the hurricane the remnants of the hurricane coming through that's the that's the issue yep. right yep that's never that's never good you don't want <laughs> high winds and rain like that's not cool like we don't want especially the wind you don't want that so you, that is worth monitoring it is it is setting up to be the game to fade. If you were going to fade a game, like it's setting up to like, Hey, something weird happens in this game. These, uh, the Ravens defense has been a good fantasy defense, even though they're allowing a lot of passing yards and fantasy points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. They have been a good fantasy defense. So they are making plays. They are getting turnovers. So that's interesting. The bills we know are a smothering defense. So game theory wise, this it it sets up when there's one game and one game only that the two top quarterbacks are both facing off against each other. It makes sense. It makes sense. So I would I would ask Dario, are do you think that that might be an approach? And just say, hey, we we have other games we like, and those totals aren't that far apart from this one, right? Few points. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just uh, maybe just fade it all together.
3: I think we saw last week the Bills were able to keep the Dolphins off the field. Right, they ran more than twice as many plays, and I think if that's your approach to facing Tua, that's like definitely going to be your approach to facing Lamar Jackson. So I think <laughs> yeah. that's that's totally a concern that the Bengals or sorry the Bills just slow this game down, and I mean that that's another reason to consider fading. I think the weather is a huge concern, but I mean I probably can't bring myself to fade it like we've what like Lamar Jackson's tear to start (laughs) the season and like just I think that the potential for the high wins just means that there's going to be more like short possession passing game more running for the quarterbacks we know that the Ravens don't have a running game outside of Lamar so like his his over-unders this week on rushing yards are like 57 or something already ridiculous and even then (laughs) I want to take the over so I think that both these quarterbacks are obviously studs who are worth paying up for. And I think that more short targets, if there is indeed heavy wins just means more targets for Diggs and Andrews, like the guys that those quarterbacks trust on these like eight to 12 yard routes that I think are the
2: guys that are, you know, already target hogs in their offenses. From a schematic standpoint though, like Matt, Matt brought it up. Do you have any concerns at all? given the Bills still kind of injury riddled defense, right? Christian Benford is now out. I don't know what the status is of Dane Jackson. I had the injury report. I forget, but they're still pretty banged up. They might get a couple of guys back, but they also lost another guy or two last week to injury. However, they still play, you know, this conservative style. Most people have probably seen it. They basically never blitz. They've blitzed eight times. And in, in, in three games, which against Lamar is, you know, you could get, you could die by a thousand cuts, right. With him running. And and like you said, just Mark Andrews and four yards in a cloud of dust, like the Ravens historically have been, have been willing to do when they do have JK Dobbins back, but can they, you know, employ this approach and just like kind of keep everything in front of them and slow the game down. And they have been a little bit more of kind of a dink and dunk offense this year. Than they had, than they were in in the past. You know, not crazy, so, but teams are taking the approach to we're going to make you check it down to Devin Singletary and Isaiah McKenzie and that instead of letting Diggs and Gabe and and those guys run down the field for fifty yard touchdowns. I I love this game. I mean, I don't know how you cannot love this game, but I'm trying to figure out what the best way to approach it is in tournaments like from an exposure perspective because. It is going to be right. Diggs is going to be the go-to spend up and we have the value to do it. Now people will probably, I, I mean, look how bad tight end is. So mm-hmm. yeah, just give me, Andrew, right. Just give me Andrews and Diggs, Even if I maybe don't even have one of those quarterbacks. And so is there any other way we can attack this game or is it still just kind of wheels up on Diggs and Andrews and then maybe figure out one of these other games we'll talk about to kind of get, get cute, if you will, around it.
3: I think my favorite pivot in this game is Isaiah likely actually. He's totally he's been out there on the field. He's I think he's totally in play. I think he's something like fourth on the team in routes behind Andrews, Bateman and Duvernay. Like he's very much on their target pecking order already. The production hasn't been there yet, which is why he's so cheap on both sides. And I think that he's a way that you can get really unique in this game. Pretty like unique and cheap. Like I, I think I'll definitely have some Isaiah likely lineups. He's going to have a big game one of these weeks. He's he's out there. He's he's on the field and we saw what he can do in preseason.
2: Matt, who are you going after? In this I like
4: game? I like Bateman again. I like Bateman again. Why not? Right. Yep. Bateman's the number one. Like, let's not forget about Bateman. Come on. They're, they're, their cornerbacks are injured. Let's go. I mean, I will say, though, I mean, I'm on AccuWeather. OK. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forty five mile an hour wind gusts on Sunday. Right. It's it's it, when the remnants blow through, the eye blows through, the center of the storm blows through, then the wind comes back around. So it it's there's gonna be a lot of rain. I mean a half an inch of rain on Saturday, another half an inch of rain on Sunday with these thirty to forty five mile an hour winds. I don't love it. I
3: don't love it, guys. I mean I, I saw I saw twenty mile an hour winds last uh, I checked, but if, if it did no, no no, that's turned out to be if no, no, it does turn average. out to be
4: yeah, the, the, yeah. the winds will be in the 20s and then there will gust up to 45 miles an hour. So that's the problem, right? So I just, I do think that this is begging for, uh, uh, you know, maybe some, some tempering of expectations in terms of the total number of points that are going to be scored. And that's why I love the likely play, right? I love the Singletary play. I love if we're here, yes, of course, we're not going to totally fade this game, but there's ways you can get exposure to the game and not necessarily you know, be all in like, I don't think this is a, this is a, a game stack game. I, I really don't. I really don't. You're going to be a, one of everybody else is going to be game stack the thing. And then the 40 mile an hour wins or just variance, right. Or just game plan or whatever turnovers, all these things that can, that can prevent offenses from actually scoring points that we think they're going to score.
2: I really like that. And I think, um, I do still like Bateman, even in the, uh, the you know 40 mile an hour gusts i think he is the perfect example of a guy who a is leverage on i mean he's like you said he's the wide receiver one in you know if we set aside the weather, by far the most exciting game of of the week and we're talking about a guy who's been fairly productive on 60 to 65 percent of the snaps it's mm-hmm. only going to go up over the course of the season, kind of like Matt said, and I think it was week one. You know, Bateman is only going to get more expensive, and we're kind of seeing that come to fruition, right? He's producing on a semi-limited snap share because they're kind of rotating all these guys, right? They, they, they're, they're kind of a funky offense, but he's mm-hmm. the guy. If it's not Andrews, it's, it's oh, Bateman in, in, in their the offense. I yeah. mean, the air and yards so- have
4: gone down every week, right? He goes from a 70% snap share 108 air yards, and then it's 85 air yards, and it's down to 70 air yards. But he's still getting 70 air yards at a minimum per week, right? He's still getting you know, six tar- targets per week. I mean, he's not getting you know 10 targets a week, but in any given week, especially if it's a shootout of any kind of – it could easily pop up. Or mm-hmm. the defense says, hey, okay, we, we just can't let Andrews beat us. Right. And then they, they create some sort of cover three offense or some sort of bracket coverage uh, where it, it takes away the seam route. Okay, right. Then then it's that it's all about Bateman. So there's going to be big Bateman weeks out there. And this would be a week for that, right? He's also very good after the catch. So he's not just an air yards guy. Like he is very much like Keenan That's... Allen and the way he plays. So he can't operate in the short intermediate areas and get yards after the catch. I mean, he's averaging, Uh, listen to this, 7.4 yards after the catch per target, which is one of the top in the league. I mean, he's not even a big air yards guy.
3: That was something I was going to say is like, you watch any clips of Rashad Bateman with the ball in his hands after a catch, and it's like routinely 10 yards, makes one or two defenders miss. Like, it's really impressive. And I think that the Ravens would be mistaken not to, you know, continue upping his volume like we've said. Cause that's one thing that's been concerning so far is he's absolutely overperforming the volume he's seen and like his expected fantasy points profile. He's gotten kind of lucky on touchdowns, but he's just looked so good doing it that I think, you know, we hope that if there's rational coaching and the Ravens are a team that we like tend to see good coaching from that, they're going to give him the ball more and get him in situations that, you know, just put him in a position to win. What and about think- a little justice Hill dabble?
2: Justice Hill. He's looked good too. Outside of the one run, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or whatever it was? He had the long run that he just like ran out of bounds. And he, he, I'm not sure if he could have scored, but it could have been, it could have been at least a long game. And he he showed the vision of, you know, uh, the kid on, you know, the six year old or whatever that's playing Little League for the first time. (laughs) However, he has been the guy with Dobbins right in the back. It's almost just Mm -hmm. a straight up split between the two of them. And he has looked explosive. Um, Yeah, he ran 13 uh, routes. He had a 50%
4: snap share. He had explosive runs. He he, he doesn't cost anything. Mm -hmm. If we're doing like the likelies you know, I kind of like this idea. I I like this strategy. I like this like, hey, we're going to be, we're going to, we're fine. We're fine. We're getting big exposure to this Mm -hmm. game (laughs) with likely and Singletary, (laughs) Bateman and Hill. Yeah, it seems like uh, we like more Ravens than we like Bills.
2: Which is interesting, right, because the Bills are – now they're banged up, but the Bills have been the better defense for for an extended period. I mean, before they got banged up this year, they were just elite and absolutely elite defense. And now I'm not so sure that they are, but the problem with the Bills is Diggs is the most expensive wide receiver on the slate by a good margin. I guess him and Devontae. Gabriel Davis – I who I, I still like and I think I think the wind is the big problem for Gabe. I think this would right. be the spot where we would probably if it was sunny and 75 on Sunday and no wind, we would be like, OK, this this is the time Gabe's going to catch one of the long, long touchdowns. But, you know, he's the guy I think most impacted by this McKenzie, whatever. It just gets a little hairy McKenzie whatever, the...
4: because he he's basically supplanted Crowder. Yeah. And if Gabe mm-hmm. Davis is highly questionable, which he is, and this doesn't shape up to be a Gabe Davis week, the, you know, the, if, if it is going to favor the short intermediate route runners, you know, this is another guy like Dawson yeah. Knox, another guy like the, the it's like the, the cheaper options from this game. Sure, you can get exposure, just don't devote your whole you know bankroll to this game. Just maybe, you know, little little skinny stacking here and there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devin Singletary had 10 targets last week. I I haven't (laughs) seen people talking about that enough. I mean, it was definitely the way that the Dolphins defense was playing them. But like you said, Eric, the way that um, every defense has to approach the bills now is just get your safeties real deep. Don't let (laughs) Josh Allen beat you over the top. And last week, that just happened to lead to 10 Devin Singletary targets. And would you guys be surprised if we saw you know, six or seven Devin Singletary targets this week. I don't think I would
4: six or seven Dawson Knox targets. Also very possible.
2: Yep. Yep. I think, I think to put a, to, to put a bow on this one, I think it's one where I want to get to Sunday, right? We're, we're recording this on a Friday. We'll see that your weather can change and, and, and all of that. And if, the field is like going to go completely off of this game, kind of like we're talking about because of the weather. Maybe I'll sprinkle a couple more of the premium stacks in than, I, than mm-hmm. we're already planning here. But if everybody's still going to be like, ah, it's 20-mile-an-hour winds, it's Josh Allen, it's Lamar Jackson, Stefan Diggs, I, I'm not worried. I do think I want to be a little bit more on the, on the other side. The only thing I was also going to say on McKenzie, I do like him. Um, maybe a little bit more. I, I I think it's not that they've come out and said this. W- what I think is is kind of becoming the case is when they're playing a little bit more of an aggressive man style defense. McKenzie is—I mean, Crowder's a fine player. McKenzie is an explosive dude, and he can run away from the defense. Yeah. And when they get the ball in his hands, and so. I, The Ravens (laughs) – remember the Ravens Mm -hmm. game against Burrow and and Chase and Higgins and everything uh, last year where they they don't care who's back there at corner, who's like – they're going to bring pressure. They're going to play man. They're going to do their thing. On defense, and I think that leads itself to McKenzie more than Crowder. And then if we have the wind element like we're talking about, maybe it is just a lot more McKenzie. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he's a little more interesting than than I probably said. Yeah, a little and-
4: McKenzie, a little ba- Bateman is only what 2.3% owned on DraftKings, 3.6 yeah. on FanDuel. So
3: yeah, I mean there's no ownership That's, on, on yeah, Bateman. Criminally right low there. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, the another thing I just want to say about the Raven secondary is like when was the last time Devonte Parker had a good game before last week? <laughs> and Seriously. but the re- the whole reason we were even excited about Dolphins and Ravens two weeks ago, we were like, "Hey, that Ravens secondary's pretty sus." Like, and you know, it's Tyreek and Waddle. And then what do you know? They each scored forty <laughs> points. Like, <laughs> I think maybe we're just like getting a little bit too cute. And like you said, if the field does pivot off this game, like. I wouldn't be surprised to see another thirty burger for digs here, just yep. the way that the Raven secondary has been.
2: I think it's a good one to monitor over these next couple of days. Maybe the most important thing to monitor over these next couple of days, because as we get into these next couple of games, I do think we have a pretty good idea of where the field is going to be going. The next one up on the list is is hilarious. Well, well one
4: thing that's important. Okay, he's yep. he's first of all his he has the highest ownership because his salary is lower relative on Fanduel. So he has the number one ownership, right? 22%. <clears throat> He's the highest owned. Projected to be on, on uh, per Chris Gimino on, on rotary riders Okay, so it's, much, uh, it's a much better idea to just auto-fade the, the chalkiest wide receiver than the chalkiest running back. Oftentimes, you can get really in trouble fading the chalkiest running back. It's almost never a bad idea because wide receiver production, if we take a step back, Wide receiver production is so volatile week to week, right? It is so volatile week to week. Even Justin Jefferson, everyone's like, "Shock! what's wrong with Justin Jefferson? Hey, guys, he's a wide receiver. It happens. Game plan, right? Random events. The guy only has a few instances every every game, you know, let's say more than a few for him, 10, where he can actually make a play and score fantasy points. Sometimes it doesn't happen that week for whatever reason, right? past tip to the line of scrimmage all these things right it's just wide receiver production week to week is so volatile and it, their, their projections are much more fragile than running backs. so in general whenever i see the most expensive wide receiver being the number one most rostered it becomes an easy fade on principle regardless of the weather
2: but yeah i, think I don't have a, i don't i don't have a problem with that i think um and we'll get to there are dark- Quite a few wide receivers that that I do like. Running back is becoming very difficult. <laughs> it's becoming very that it's when we thing, can't dude. play when we can't even play Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor and all these guys anymore. Running back is becoming difficult. A running back who everyone is definitely going to flock to is in our next game: the Seahawks and the Lions. Which is kind of funny that uh, again, it, one of those things. If you would have asked me a month ago, uh, the next two games actually on this list are these ones you're excited to talk about. I would have said you're absolutely effing crazy. But here we are with the. 47.5 total Seahawks Lions. The most interesting part is is the Lions' health. So Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift are both out, which propels Jamal Williams into uh, that, that chalk territory at running back that that Matt was talking about. Hard but I think, chalk. I, I think it's interesting though because you get us Look, the Seahawks are a pristine matchup. That defense stinks. You're not going to get me to say anything positive about them. But when we get in an offense like the Lions, that's that's a good offense at full strength, but we just removed the best two players. Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift are part of why the offense is so good. It's and and everyone's gonna flock to these guys, right? Jamal Williams is gonna be super popular. TJ Hawkinson currently projects to be to be popular. DJ Chark, maybe some Josh Reynolds, these guys are all gonna get ownership. And it's like, man, if two teams just ran the ball down each other's throats in like the quickest game of Sunday, would I be surprised? And there really wasn't anybody I wanted in tournaments. No, but I also see the value. Dario, how how, how do we like handle this one, uh, particularly with all the Lions injuries? I mean, call me crazy, but I think
3: the Geno double stack is very, very in play. the The Lions DBs haven't exactly stopped talking. anyone this year what was that now we're talking yeah. <laughs> and i mean in case anyone forgot dk metcalf had three touchdowns when these teams played each other last year in week 17 so they, they also combined for 80 points by the way <laughs> um mm-hmm. so there's a you know huge potential for juice here i think yeah gino double stacking with metcalf and lockett I'm fading Will Fant or Noah Fant and Will Disley because they're basically splitting a already near-worthless role. And then I think Hawkinson, we've talked in the last few weeks about how we're losing hope for him. (laughs) And this now now with Amon Ross St. Brown out, it's like it really has to like test our will on on our (laughs) on, on how hard we want to fade Hawkinson because in theory he should absorb those short targets. And it's just like, I, I will probably play a little bit of him. I think I'll be below the field. But, you know, it, in theory, everything we think we know about football says that TJ Hawkinson shouldn't see a good amount of targets this week. But
4: he should, yeah. but he's always questionable. <laughs> always. yep. I mean, it's really just a Q tag. He's TJ Q tag. That's really what he is. I mean, or he's
3: TQ Hawkinson.
4: He's TQ. Yeah, he's TQ, man. Why? Why is it always and it's always something different? Like it was a hip, and I'm like, oh, oh I thought it was a hamstring. No, 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 it was an ankle. No, no. And then I look up, and it's like, no, this one, this time, it's a foot. Oh, <laughs> you never know. It's just like you, you hand, you, you put your hand in there, and it's like one of those mystery boxes, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're like, what are we pulling out here? Oh, ribs. Got it. Shoulder. Okay. Good for you, TJ. Q Q TJ. Three charades. That's what it is. I mean, it's just you have to act out. Man, I mean, it's going to be the the reminder is that you ownership on a single player doesn't matter as much as the overall ownership on your lineup. So as long as you're getting variance other places, as long as you're going low owned other places and playing some you know Bateman and, and and some you know dart throws on the Justice Hills and these kinds of guys. Then you can play Jamal Williams. Go right ahead, right? So mm-hmm. much more likely to play Jamal Williams this week than uh, Stephon Diggs. If it turns out, again, we have no idea what's going to happen with the weather and how ownership yeah. is going to shift. But if Stephon Diggs turns out to be the number one, then it's going to be an easy fade, like I said. But uh, yeah, this is this is the creative game. This is, I mean, can we just get some stats on Geno Smith? I mean, good for Geno Smith. This guy endured a lot. Right. His time in New York was not fun. He was belittled and embarrassed and 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 still has a very cool attitude about the whole thing, which is what I love. Mm -hmm. Right. He's been pressured a lot this year, but when he hasn't pressured. Can you guess what his his completion percentage is with a clean pocket
3: right now when he's not pressured? Guess, I'm going to guess 82 percent only because I I know his completion percentage on the whole is somewhere in the upper 70s. I was going to say 85. Yep.
4: It's exactly 85. Eric's right. Ding, ding, ding. Eric! Woo! <laughs> nice job, buddy. Good job. That's a hit right on the nose. He must have, I don't know, he was just, this idea of a computer in front of, I don't know. <laughs> on play action, 88.5. Right? True completion percentage, like when you factor out drops and throwaways, 80%. Right? So if he's throwing accurately, and he's throwing to one of the best wide receiver duos in the league, You have to take him seriously, especially if they're going up against the Lions, who do not kick, who play fast. It's very Mm. he becomes very interesting. I mean, we very rarely scroll down that far in the quarterback pool to find a guy like this. But when it's the Lions, I'm in. I mean, 5.4 K on DraftKings and going up against a team that allows of, you know, a lot of scoring from the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. Giddy up, dude. Giddy up. I also
2: also like guys like him um, and stacks like this, honestly, for, you know, again, I I don't want to keep talking about about the weather, but if we set aside that weather in that game, how do you get the upside of the Bills-Ravens game with kind of the upside of another kind of stack like this? I can go down to that $5,000 quarterback with Mm -hmm. Lockett, Metcalf, maybe both. Bring it back with Jamal Williams or Chark or Hawkinson or Josh Reynolds. Whatever. no,
4: don't laugh at Josh Reynolds, bro. I'm not.
2: I'm. I'm Dude, just you laugh at Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> I'm like the
4: laugh police over here. I normally it's I love four. to laugh. It's week four, and we're already talking
2: about Josh Reynolds.
4: Like that's, that's a for great like point. No, that's Day. a great point. That is a great point. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. It's already Josh Reynolds week. It's all. <laughs> what is it? It's still in September?
2: I know. It's still nice outside. Yeah, no, uh, that's
4: so, It's so true.
2: It wasn't meant to knock Josh Reynolds. He actually looks really good, by the way. Uh, he I kind of good. can't
4: look good last year.
2: I know he looks, he looks, he mm. looks really good. I, he, he's better than TJ Hawkinson. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm taking a TJ Hawkinson's is going to catch totally. two touchdowns because I'm dunking on him now, but he's, he's not good at football. Um, but you have this cheap stack that is, we're talking about how much upside it has. Both defenses stink. Gino's looking good. The lions offense is good. And now if I want to get those premium guys, I can afford them too. I mean, I'm sacrificing the quarterback. I'm sacrificing maybe a little bit of raw points. But again, like Matt was outlining sure. with wide receiver, if it just so happens that Josh Allen and those guys score 30, and Gino gets 25, you win. That's a he, he's three thousand dollars cheaper. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. can you you can get the points through Diggs, Andrews davis bateman whatever singletary you can get the points through those guys and get another kind of premium stack so i really like uh honestly the, these next couple of games for for that for that purpose so what well, one question i have dario that you have to answer for me is uh locket or metcalf if i have to pick one this is actually something
3: i was uh messaging with cody Carpentier, our like head football analyst i was talking to him on Slack. i was like How do you see Metcalf and Lockett's matchups? Because I think that's a very big thing to play out this week. And it sounds like, you know, there's no real hardcore shadow corners in the NFL these days anymore. You're going to have anyone following them around. It seems like Metcalf does still have a slightly more favorable matchup where they might use Jeff Okuda to completely wipe out Tyler Lockett and then have like a little safety help over Metcalf. And I think that, dk metcalf's like route tree has really changed this year in terms of where he's being targeted like last year we know he led the league in unrealized air yards because of the nature of russell wilson like oh let me just chuck it to dk metcalf and this year they're using him much more as a possession receiver so if he's on the lesser of the lions two corners because they're putting safety help over the top and then trying to isolate you know okuda lock it and then metcalf can beat, you know Win on those short routes, get those accurate throws from Geno Smith. I think that it's worth paying up for DK this week. That's I, I like might, it.
4: That would, yeah, well, it. here's the thing: we, when we we talk about the game that Vegas is getting wrong, well, this is it. What do we love? Offenses that are better than the defenses, right? <laughs> so we have two offenses facing off with defenses that are measurably worse than the offenses. So that's mm-hmm. that's the perfect comment. And it and it doesn't yeah. much matter that it's DeAndre Swift being out versus Craig Reynolds. Sadly, based on you know, expected points added and, and all the analytics around the running back position, it you know, it's not going to affect the game outcome, whether it's Swift or Reynolds, as much as, as fantasy gamers, it sounds it feels crazy to say that. Mm-hmm. Amon Ra is a big deal though. I mean, have no Amon Ra, he actually he materially impacts scoring having him on the field or not so that that is going to be a problem but i don't think that's an i don't think that uh i think vegas maybe overvalues that or maybe just the brand and the public perception of geno smith and the and the seahawks and the lions is what's holding this 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 total down right i think that a rational view of this game knowing it's at ford field even it's not even in seattle right where there could be some Mm -hmm. conditions it's outside we're talking about, this is a Lions home game. This should be a 50-point total. It absolutely should be, where there should be a little bit more of a debate between, okay, this game versus the other game. I actually think that it would be so much more comfortable, given the salaries and just the 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 weapons that you have, where you know DK is healthy and Lockett's healthy and Josh Reynolds is underrated and Jamal Williams is probably going to have a day, everybody. And if he doesn't have a day in tournaments, you're if, if he gets injured in the first quarter, it's going to be Craig Reynolds going nuclear, right? Nuclear. So you got to have some Rick Craig Reynolds just on that, just in case there's a first play. half injury and he's, he's going to play in, anyway. They're, he's going to yeah, be out there, not, probably running more routes Williams than Jamal gonna Williams. Yep. Yeah. He's going to be running more routes than Jamal Williams this, this week. But if there, I mean, if Jamal goes down at some point and then he gets the second half touchdowns. That's how you get like, a weak winning guy. So yeah. he's, he's, he's ready and teed up to go and like a, basically take the 40% opportunity share that De- from Deandre Swift's 60% opportunity share. And then 20% of that get siphoned over to Jamal Williams. So I don't think mm-hmm. like a third running back. I know Justin Jackson's going to be active. Yeah. I don't see much of a role for him because Craig Reynolds does the things that Justin Jackson can do right. but better than Justin Jackson, and he's a little bit bigger. So I don't see much of a case for Justin Jackson having getting many touches at all. More of a case for, hey, dabble with some Reynolds in your game stacks. So there's just so many places mm-hmm. to save salary where you're stacking Reynolds, five dudes from
2: this game. Both Reynolds. Double Reynolds. The, the
1: double all the Reynolds. Reynolds. You can you double Reynolds up the stack. Reynolds. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> Yes, and then you get some premium talent too, right? You get some premium t- You get some free square wide receiver in, in one Reynolds. You have Jamal's another free square. You've got, a, you've got, a, you've got a, a total dark horse running back that you can sneak in there. Then you've got two really talented wide receivers that we all love playing in, in GPPs like for the mm-hmm. last three years yep. on the other side of the game. Come on. You just don't. I just don't like the tight ends. I love that we're more like gonna do that, and then we're gonna dabble in like likely at tight end, (laughs) you know. So we're gonna get our. We'll find. We'll get our Bills, Ravens exposure, but it may be a you know by dabbling there and concentrating attention on this game in particular. I like. Mm -hmm. I I like this game a lot, and then it's also got the weird line, the three and a half, where it's like, you know, hey guys, lines three and a half. You know, take take the Seahawks. You might as well. The Lions are all beat up, right?
2: They're definitely trying to coax the people into the into the Seahawks. Yeah, now come on, with people. The, yeah. take the Seahawks. The Lions, they're they're yeah. not that good. They're the Lions, because you know it could be
4: it, it it still could be a Lions like you know go ham in this game, yeah. right? That's still mm-hmm. very possible. They've been look they, the the offense has been great, and just because there's no Saint Brown doesn't mean that they're just going to stop producing.
3: I, in yeah. in that hypothetical scenario, like let's I'm gonna you know steal a move from Matt here, but close your eyes and Khalif Raymond runs a four three nine for the other guy. Like there's the other guy. He's there's gonna gonna another be, free square. He's gonna be <laughs> running routes this week, and he's you know he has a pretty solid target rate over the last three years. Seventeen percent on a tiny sample this year. Sixteen percent last year. He's and- this
4: week's Mac Collins. I said it. Like
3: oh, there we go. <laughs> very, very well, could be one of these two guys, Reynolds or Raymond is is the is this week's Matt on. I just I had to put his name out there. I think. Thank God you I'll, did. I'll be throwing a dart or two on Raymond. He's kind of like my Isaiah Likely level deep pivot for this game.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
4: Yeah, just go deep, man. Look deep, look deep into your heart, right? And and find the guy that's the guy behind the guy, and also play him a little bit. When when the when the top dudes are out, the top two, like they're they command such attention, and they have such a center of gravity and to to them with especially with you know a, a touch gravity, where you remove mm-hmm. Saint Brown, you remove Swift the number of vacated opportunities from week to week is just enormous. And you just don't know how that void's going to be filled exactly. So just bet on all these different combinations,
3: dude.
2: That's, that's what I was going to say. Remember the, it was actually the lions. And I feel like it's going to be the lions a lot this year, um, mm-hmm. which I think we mentioned in that show too. But when we had the Washington and lions game, our general thesis was you need to load up on this game. It doesn't mean you have to play Wentz or you have to play golf, but we basically said, if you're playing 150 teams, I would put 150 versions of this stack into your, you know, s- skinny stacks, full game stacks. This game is, I think, the Seahawks-Lions game is more of a crux of this slate even than, than the Ravens and and Bills game is. But and it's, and because- it's
4: heartbreaking, too, that the weather might <laughs> bail everybody out on this. I know. And they pivot to this game when we were like, please don't rain. Please win, die mm-hmm. down. Get, let, preserve our, you know, preserve our zig versus zag game of the week. And don't let everybody pile into it. Right. Just because but, of the weather. I,
2: I do think there are enough options on both sides that you can, you can mix and match your way through. Again, it was kind of like the Washington thing. They had. Three wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back that you could play. Detroit back then ha- still had Amon Ra and had Swift and had uh, all these guys that you could cycle through and just rotate all those pairings. I mean, Seattle, we haven't talked about Rashad Penny. Dario mentioned the game last year when there was 80 points. You know who the superstar of that game was besides Amon Ra? Rashad Penny. He's 49. He's sub 5K on oh draft Oh, my God. We forgot about Penny. He's, so, he's still there. There's all these he's guys.
4: He's there. He's a guy that's there.
2: <laughs> there's all these and he's good if he's good at the game that the Seattle run game is not good at the game, but he, but Rashad Penny is, is good at the game. And so you just have, right. You can get access to this game with Josh Reynolds and Rashad Penny secondary stacks. And you're not, I mean, nobody's doing that. You want to do Khalif Raymond, you know, you want to do your Tyler Lockett and, and uh, Craig Reynolds, right. There's so many ways to go about this game that I think it's just such an awesome, um, tournament game, but over kind of a portfolio. I, I'll be honest. I, if I had to pick, I don't know yet. <laughs> like you said, give me one guy from each side. I don't know. I don't know who I'm picking. Um, We can probably wrap up with that. If you guys had to pick one kind of one lion, one Seahawk, who would that be? But my take is that I kind of want all of them.
4: <laughs> yeah, I would go uh, if I had to pick one and one, I would just, just go the wide receivers, you know, Metcalf and, and Reynolds. I think that's, uh, or uh, or if you feel like you're getting, again, if you feel like you're getting some some fringy guys elsewhere, then uh, just you know Metcalf and Williams. Mm -hmm. No, don't don't overthink it too much. The one thing I'll say about Rashad Penny is remember he has you know thirty point upside that he showed last year. Okay, he had like uh, I think a a stretch of five games where three of those games he had twenty five fantasy points or more Mm
2: -hmm. on
4: on the same team. This is a Seahawks team, right? (laughs) And now, again, it was like Houston. I know the matchups weren't, weren't great. Detroit. But, I mean, that's what he did against Detroit last year. They played Detroit week 17. He put up 32.5 fantasy points. He had 185 total yards. Followed that up against Arizona the next week with 190 total yards. This is why he's a little more owned on DraftKings. I think he's top 15 in ownership among running backs on DraftKings this week. Mm-hmm. But he's priced up on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. So the game theorists would actually say play mm-hmm. more penny on Fanduel, where the salary is going to chase people off him, but he has the upside to justify that salary, regardless.
3: Yeah, that that comment right there from Chase, exactly what I was thinking there with my my pick. What I was going to say, you know, I think it's just Metcalf and Shark because I think. I said this on my show that I do, which is First Mover. It's like the early look at DFS slate on Mondays. And I said, in the games, like, imagine the scenario God. where DJ Chark hits. Oh. And imagine the scenario where Josh Reynolds hits. Yes. And DJ Chark's hit is far more nuclear. So I think that then is still the receiver. So true. That okay. Reynolds and cash, the ho- then. That's fine.
2: <laughs> there you go.
4: That's fine. There you go. That's fine. I, I have to admit, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit uh, skittish on Chark because he burned me all year. Uh, <laughs> but uh, his ownership's way down. So yeah, right. yeah I, I didn't know. I kind of imagined his ownership being much higher in the because of the matchup and the, the the injury. It probably it may bump the next time that they get synced up. The ownership numbers get synced up, but as long hmm. as they stay
3: under five, yeah, baby. He's cheaper than Josh Reynolds on FanDuel this week. In what you guys weren't? He
2: is? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, they're and they're fairly close on on DraftKings. All yeah, right. Exactly. Let's, let's he's let's, been five K on DraftKings all year. I mean, that's been what he is. Let's let's hit another game that's very similar. Um, not in the quite the plethora of options, but that again a month ago, you would I would have said, Dario, you want to talk about browns falcons like are you sure about this but again 47 and a half total jacoby Brissett and geno smith must have both went and got baptized at the same place this offseason because they're both (laughs) playing out of their minds marcus mariota also in this game has looked really good to me um still running had a rushing touchdown last week maybe not the yards the falcons average 7.5 points per uh, yards per play against the Seahawks. If that tells you anything about what the Lions are going to do, the Falcons are just lighting up that Seahawks defense. And the Browns have been a little susceptible in in the air. And it's only two dudes on the Falcons in the air, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And the Browns have maybe one or two more options. But I think it's an appealing game where – Again, it's cheap. Both quarterbacks are cheap. Kind of all the receivers and tight ends are at least reasonably priced, not expensive. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is kind of expensive, who maybe we'll, we'll obviously have to talk about, but there's not that many options, right? You know, it's only if it's going to be scoring, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, maybe CPAT, and then Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, right? It, there's only a couple of, of options generally on each side, which which makes for, for good game stacks. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. think, Dario? Yeah, I was
3: going to say, I checked in projected ownership last night and i was shocked at how low it was i think it was like in the two to three percent range he's still very underpriced for his target volume that he's getting i didn't i mean he broke out in a primetime game usually when you see a breakout that people aren't like are forgetting about it's like because it was a sunday at 10 a.m <laughs> but he broke out in a primetime game and it seems like people have already forgotten so i think david and is very live this week and then i talked about i think kareem hunt his his opportunity share hasn't gone down over the course of like weeks two and three. We saw him get the two touchdowns in week one. Everyone was like, oh man, like should we have faded Nick Chubb? And then Nick Chubb has gotten the touchdowns of late, but Kareem Hunt is still getting the red zone opportunities. He's still getting the targets. He's still getting his like, you know, 10 to 12 carries a game. It's a very run heavy team nonetheless. And I think Kareem Hunt is a very solid pivot in this game.
2: I like it, Matt. Who are your kind of favorite guys in this one?
4: I just, I like hunt dude. I I like these secondary guys where, especially in a tournament setting, so many, you see all the Q tags and all these guys going down. We saw last week with uh, Deandre Swift. And then there goes Jamal Williams, right? Yeah. That's all the more of a case for scenarios that unfold in in the normal football game, there's Kareem hunt. And he can do it without an injury. That's the thing. If there is an injury, then it's you know three touchdowns are in his range of outcomes. But he seems to get two touchdowns regularly, <laughs> yeah, which job. is pretty amazing. Yeah. Get it's not like he's, he's still this the the one B. He's not the he's, he's not the, the touch leader by any means. But it doesn't they're they're so run heavy that uh, yeah I I. I have to agree with that. I love, uh, and I also love me. Yeah. I love Njoku too. I mean, the thing with Njoku is the salary did reset, right? Because it, it happened, uh, you know, in the, in the Thursday night game. So now he's, he's up, uh, what at 3.7 K he's now in that Dawson Knox Schultz zone, but he's still below those guys. And I think we, we can, even though they're both questionable, I think that, that David and has
3: more upside week in, week out than, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, for example. Oh, and so, Njoku's, Njoku's questionable tag was just a rest day. Like I think he is. He got removed make him- from the injury. It was right? a he knee injury, but yeah. He, yeah.
4: He, he, they've already removed the injury designation. Right, like, right. He's not. He's not. He's, I don't believe he's, got the green he's really light for actually. Sunday. I
3: saw that this morning. So. I don't think he's
4: banged up the way Hawkinson is. So I think, yeah, I think Njoku's probably the play of the week in terms of tournaments at, at the tight end position. And, uh, you know, Cordero Patterson, I mean. The guy looks awesome. So I mean, I mean, he's got a knee injury. He seems. He's is he actually questionable or is that he did return to practice on Friday? So it looks like he's he's going to play.
3: I I assume so. Making missing practice on Wednesday and Thursday makes me nervous with anyone. I think so. I'd say it's pretty much. I'm looking at it as like a legit questionable um, for him. But I think that you know even if he does play. They might hold him back, which could mean more targets toward Pitts in London. And then especially if he misses the game, I mean, like jam pits in London like all day because the Cordell Patterson's target share is legit. And that's going to open some things up if he doesn't go.
2: I you kind of pits in London like a, a lesser Metcalf locket like we just just talked about, like. Those are the two guys in the passing game on that side of the like. You want to play Hunt, you want to play Chubb, maybe you want to play Injoku or Amari or whatever that you want to do from the from the Brown side. You have these two options that just that's the passing game, dude. Like Brian Edwards isn't even active anymore on on game yeah. days. So sorry to tell you, Alameda Zacchaeus is not going to be earning a bunch of a bunch of volume, right? And they and they they don't. Mariota's not throwing a ton to the backs. It's just those two dudes. So um, again, I really like this game. Probably a little bit more for secondaries, but I I think you can play Mariota and Brissett both in tournaments. Kind of like Gino, I think. Too, I think you can play. I think you can play Brissett. here's my here's my crazy. You're talking about running backs, you know? Okay, if this running back goes down or something like that, here's my Jacoby Brissett, the QB sneak god, is what he is. He's gonna have a game this year where he like throws for two fifty and two and has two QB sneak. (laughs) touchdowns mm-hmm. it's gonna pull the like the tom brady or whatever the guy's the best qb sneaker in the yeah. league he it's gonna ten, happen Ten yards rushing in every single game this year it's gonna happen he's gonna do s- something and i just think it's it's one of those I, i'm not sure he has the upside of mariota and and geno smith but like he's got a great matchup he's got good weapons if he just happens right if they scored 35 points and he happens to have four of the touchdowns that's just yeah. kind of can touchdown we, luck can we just acknowledge the sentence of the
3: upside of mariota and gino <laughs> smith cuz that is not something i don't think any of us no. thought we'd hear on a dfs well, show. The thing is, you
4: know the, mariota's been been hurting himself. He's been stalling a lot of these drives out. He's been fumbling every game yeah. and he's been he has like three interceptions in three games. So he's going to have one of these games where he has a pretty clean sheet you know on, on in the turnover department. And that yep. means a lot more of these drives can be sustained and that means that there's there, there's if you were back and forth and more scoring and that's how you can, you could, you could boom the upside a little bit with Mariota because we know that he's, he certainly has the, you know, uh, he's got at least six rushing attempts in every single game. He had, he has the ability he has he athleticism to go for 70, like he did in, in against New Orleans in week one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that uh, Mariota's Mariota, Gino Smith, those are the salary savers I like and uh, Pitts this week, seven, was he 5k? Yep. I mean, he was a little bit less last week. It's bumped a little bit, but it's still, I mean, Kyle Pitts, 5K. Yes, please. So we Injoku, were close. We Pitt. were real.
2: Last week was close on Kyle Pitts. He had uh, uh, Mariota missed him for probably a 60-yard touchdown on the first drive, I He's think it was. He's have a day, dude. And then He's he going to have the- a day. He got open, finally got, got tackled inside target. the five, one play, two. Yeah. Yep. And oh, drew a holding, drew a holding a in, the, in the end zone. It's it, it's coming. It's coming for you. You got
4: to distribute it around. You got to distribute it to Njoku. You got to give some Goddard always with Goddard in there. Mm-hmm. Don't forget fade Hawkinson, you know, Pitts, <laughs> Andrews. I mean, just he mix it, mix it around. And there was, uh wasn't there one super inexpensive tight end on, on the slate this week that we were talking about? Oh, likely. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That, that's the, I think that's a nice little. That's a maybe uh, one other guy that's super cheap, Tunyon. Uh, given that he's uh, his target mm-hmm. volumes going up, and they don't have any receivers, but that would be that would be maybe the the the, the tight end mixture. It's 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 you got to make sure that you're not you know uh, concentrating on any given tight end. Like you don't want to be yep. like, hey, this is I'm betting this is the week for Pitts. Like just mm-hmm. I know that's going to be a most of the last couple of weeks has been a real uh sort of uh uh you know uh, temptation to just oh I, I I know this is the week for Pitts. I know <laughs> it's I'm just gonna go all in I want to uh you don't need to you don't need to you don't need to but uh, if you want him to be your most exposed uh tight end this week um I'm, uh, I'm in I'm in I'm in mm-hmm. on that. Uh, London looks amazing. This is another one of those games, I guess. W- w- what did we say the total is?
2: 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, uh, it's at Atlanta. See, that's the thing. It's like I th- would think that that was just like the last one. I'm like, okay, if that's in Seattle, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. This is in Cleveland. Okay, 47. Cool. Seems low for these two teams. The way they're playing uh, in Atlanta seems low.
2: Just I like it. it. The uh you you segueing into one of our last games, one of the tight ends that you mentioned in Jacksonville at Philly this week. Not in one of the nice nice domes, but we do have a 45 and a half total. And uh the Jaguars have been quite this pleasant surprise so far. I'm a little worried it's a smidge fraudulent given uh given who they've played so far. I'm not particularly worried about that the Eagles are are fraudulent, but I do think this could be the fun game where the Jags are just good enough on offense to push the Eagles a little bit. The mm-hmm. Eagles have been the Eagles have been solidly multiple percentage points pass rate over expectation, despite the fact they're kicking the shit out of everybody. You know they're up 24 <laughs> points in the second half, still 5% over over pass rate over expected. Jalen Hurts looks awesome. Devonta Smith showed everybody why he won the Heisman last week, and he's not expensive at all, and he's not owned either. A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard. It feels like the Eagles, to me, are just, especially in these matchups, maybe there will come a week where we're not talking about the Eagles, but the Jaguars' defense is not good enough, in my opinion. I know they've had a couple good games. It's not good enough to not have Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Yeah.
4: Rinse, repeat. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Rinse, repeat. Rinse, repeat probably not going to be a Devontae Smith week like he he seems like an oscillator to me right where it's going to be this week or not next week then next week then the next week then not this week then next Mm -hmm. week Uh, always AJ Brown always Jalen Hurts we're saving all this money right we're going to play all all these cheap Lions and we're going to you know uh, uh, why not cheap Seahawks even you're going to spend somewhere spend it on AJ Brown against the Jaguars. Right? I mean, that seems like if it were 3 weeks ago, if I said that, you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, exactly." Crazy. Yep. Yeah, so chalky, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's like, "No, no, no, now it's different." That's a different Jaguar. Now, I they are playing great. It's been it, they've been a, a revelation. Their defense looks great. But it's okay to be skeptical and just let them let them beat Philly. Okay? I know that we oh, let them beat the Chargers. Okay, they did it. Okay, fine. Right? But with no Keenan Allen. It was just Justin Herbert was not himself. No, no, Linsley, this game. Lindsley, Slater. Lindsley no, and Slater this hurt. Game. Yeah, losing Slater.
2: Bosa too. Bosa. Right. Good call. It was a it was the Chargers'
3: got, injury was. Oh, geez. I mean, the
2: Chargers oh, yeah. cursed. Every year. Cursed.
4: Eagles are healthy. <laughs> They're the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Show show me show me you can do it against the Eagles. Just yep. show it. Just show it to me. Just show it mm-hmm. to me. Just show it to me. So, again, so we, that's what we said. We said make or break week for ETN. Like ETN, mm. we're going to find out what he is. No, 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 no. This week we'll find out. <laughs> because no, 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 we no, thought no. they were going to be in a bad game strip yeah. last week. And yeah, then no, last no, week, you know. No, this, week, no, this, this week they're going to be down. No, this week he's going to run. run job, yeah, we're just going to keep gonna winning and we'll
3: never see ETN's upside.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, yes, we so, have
4: to play ETN this week. You have to play ETN in, in, okay. uh, in tournaments. You've got to do it.
2: So Dario is ETN then the bring back to our to our to our Eagle stacks or or you know it there this this one is trickier to me so this is where I'll, I definitely need you guys help you know Christian Kirk has been popping Zay Jones is getting a obviously a boatload of targets our god awful uh, uh projections right now I don't mean that they're awful I mean it makes me sick that uh Evan Ingram kind of pops from a point point per dollar perspective and then you have ETN But if the Eagles are going to go hang 40 on somebody, I think somebody on the the Jags are competent enough, even in a bad matchup to do something. Mm -hmm. Is it ETN? Do you like the wide receivers? What do you think?
3: I mean, for me, it's just Christian Kirk. Like, especially because Zay Jones is questionable to play. I I don't think he's going to play, actually. Yeah, it sounds like he got sort of re-injured on Thursday. Like, he kind of took a weird turn midweek. He's been – sounds like getting worse. Um, But – I think if he doesn't play that makes things worse for Kirk because then he's the only credible threat in their passing game. Um but if Zay Jones is out there and they have to respect him, then I definitely like the spot for Kirk. But C- Christian Kirk has just been a total stud this year in terms of earning targets, being used in the red zone in a smart way by Doug Peterson. So I think that if someone's like if the Eagles are are going to be way out ahead and the Jaguars will be chasing them, like I think for me if, even though he's the most expensive piece of
2: the offense like it's it's Christian Kirk so last thing on this we just got I don't think this changes a lot but it, it's at least interesting that I think we should bring up because we just as we're speaking got got news. Boston Scott is out and so Miles Sanders has already been getting a very large percentage of that work I do think we would prefer to attack through the air against the Jags but if it's now from down from that three man backfield to the two man backfield, and we were seeing the most, int- I've, so I've played Miles Sanders basically every week this year, right, and in at least some teams, and he he mostly looks good. He's even catching the ball a little bit. He's getting you know sixty to seventy percent of the backfield work, and then they get down to the Redstone, and in comes Boston Scott. Right, it, it, we got to mm-hmm. do the Boston, Boston Scott's the new Jordan Howard. Yeah, I know he was on the team last year, but it's like, we can't, miles isn't allowed to score touchdowns if he's out and it is a little bit expensive. Maybe we want that bills Ravens game on a team, right? So that's where we used our salary. Can we pivot from maybe one of the chalky running backs to a Miles Sanders without Boston Scott?
3: I think so. I think like the three man to the two man also, I mean, if you're projecting that maybe the Jaguars make this more of a game than everyone thinks and this is kind of, you know, pass heavy on both sides. Like Kenny Gainwell's going to see more snaps and Kenny Gainwell's yeah. going to see targets too. I think
4: that. You don't know what they're going to do. They tricked us last year every week every with time. distribution.
2: So that's <laughs> T- Trey Sermon, to two do. touchdowns incoming. Trey, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here comes Trey Sermon. I just wanted to bring it up as kind of the last little little guy. I, not, like you said, well, well, what's I, Gainwell's price? Gainwell's super cheap. He's four point nine k.
4: I guess he's not super cheap.
2: Same price as Rashad Penny. A few hundred bucks less than Etn.
4: God damn it! He's not. uh, All right. You want? I think
2: you you want the. I know this guy didn't pan out, but the week one, Amir Abdullah, the week the four k flat, catch some passes, maybe get into the end zone, Mm -hmm. and get me my sixteen points and get out of Dodge. And like you can win with that guy, but just the closer he gets to the Jamal Williams. So the Khalil Herberts, right? These guys that are uh, just project for so many more points, it becomes more difficult. Uh, game, uh, uh, Daro said this right before we, we got on. I'm also just incredibly fascinated by this this last game. I think somebody in the chat even mentioned this was their favorite game, but Broncos Raiders. Um. Everyone has written off the Broncos, and frankly, everyone's probably written off the Raiders too because they kind of stink. And now we're even getting Josh McDaniels' uh, uh, cheating videos coming out on the uh, on the internet, and and all kinds of chaos going on in uh, in the AFC West. The market, though, all of our opponents, we're done with the Broncos. That's it. Mm-hmm. Russ is Russ. Russ is cooked. Russ doesn't need to cook. Yeah, he no. is cooked. Yeah. It's over for Russ, right? That's what everybody thinks. We can't play. We can't play fifty five hundred dollars Jerry Judy. We can't play Cortland Sutton. Blah blah blah. But this game sets up for me really well for tournaments where we've kind of talked about this. It's so consolidated, especially on the Denver side. But honestly, on both sides, it's so consolidated that if Russ can bounce back at all and be old Russ. I mean, it's just wheels up. Like if you were able to get Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf stacks back in the day at these prices, you mm-hmm. know, with with Russ, we would just be talking about how much to play, not if to play it. And so um pretty, pretty interested in in what you guys think about uh this game, Matt. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What's
4: up with the 45 point total in this game? What's what's what is what I do they know?
3: The, the 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 secret sauce is telling Vegas that the Broncos have a damn good secondary, and it looks like they do. I think that's that's the scary aspect of it for me. Is like, I don't know if I'm stacking car because of how good this Broncos secondary has been. Well, well, you aren't playing car this week. You aren't playing car yeah. this week. You exactly. play Russ in this one, right?
2: You play if yeah, this is a play, Russ yeah. game.
4: We're, we're, this is all this is all Russ, baby.
2: Oh yeah. But are you worried? Daria, are you like, are, dude, you, are, you, are dude, I love the, you worried? Dude, where's my car? Kind of weak. Yeah. <laughs> um, aren't you Aren't you worried? Yeah, yes, I'm always worried. That, that worries me. Like, the Raiders. I mean, look
3: at how the Broncos have won the games that they've won this season, right? It's like they haven't needed anything from their offense because in their two wins, like they gave up 10 points to San Francisco and 16 points to Houston. So, I mean, I think you're part of the play here is... Russ is like overdue for some touchdown regression. Same goes for Cortland Sutton. Like they've just run extremely bad in the red zone. And maybe that's because Nathaniel Hackett is actually a (laughs) terrible coach and they'll just be this way all year. But I think that they're due for some positive regression and yeah, you play Russ stack him with Sutton and then bring it back with, I mean like Mac Collins rerun. If, if Hunter Renfro's out again, do we do that?
4: Yeah, that's the issue, right? You don't really want to play anyone on the Raiders. That's that's and it's and it's possible this t, this defense is good enough. <clears throat> like last week, we said, hey, you don't need a run back with Jalen Hurts. You can just do some some mm-hmm. some rust stacks and and call it a day. You don't necessarily need to to go there. Uh, it's certainly possible. Devontae, I mean, Hunter Renfro misses again. Devontae Adams is going to have a week against the secondary. But is not he a secondary beater is is there weren't there weeks where you're just like hey I'm not worried about Devontae Adams and who he's matched up against what mm-hmm. what am I worried about this for why would I worry about this
2: It's like week 1 Jefferson yeah. against Jair right everybody was like oh aren't you worried about Justin Jefferson he's got a tough matchup with Jair Alexander and then he had 40 fantasy points in the first in the yeah. first half you know It's like sometimes these guys one of my favorite quotes, I can't remember who said this, so I apologize to whoever I'm quoting without sorting, uh, uh, citing you, but it said, Everybody always talks about the wide receivers that have a, my dogs are also excited for this quote, the wide receivers having a tough matchup, but so does that corner. That corner has a really tough matchup too with that superstar wide receiver, and no one ever talks about that, especially with Devontae.
4: Yeah, he's also um, used in the red zone, right? Heavily. He's, he's like the, he was the, the go to player on the one yard line last year. Right. So and he's, he's got
3: a touchdown he, in every game this year. It's yeah, just that, two, you know, a matter two two of touchdowns. He doesn't have to get 100
4: ball. yards as long as he gets 80 yards and two touchdowns.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's no problem. It's, it's easy. So, um, one thing I was going to bring up is, uh, can we play Darren Waller? It doesn't look gross. I know that the, the number no, nothing looks great about his role anything like that. But I just when I can't think of like is eh, really expensive. Do I really want to do Mac Collins? Do I really want to do any of the running backs in the committee? Not really. You do have a really talented tight end for a reasonable price as as a bring back and it's just kind mm-hmm. of a positional thing. Can we play Darren Waller at all?
3: Uh... I I wouldn't mind sprinkling him in, but I think that the the target share has been a little concerning. Like we moved him, you know, back down in the rest of season ranks, just because he hasn't been commanding targets the way he has in years past. And we knew this was bound to happen because of Devonte Adams entering their offense, but you really would have hoped to see more from him in a game without Hunter Renfro. So I don't know. I think I'm definitely nervous. And like, usually just like secondaries that are good all around and well coached, like, they they can cause problems for opposing tight ends, you know. Jacobs
4: almost got there last week. He almost got five targets.
2: Yeah. The pass game work was there for Jacobs last week. I, I I was that's the last guy I was gonna bring up. I, I think he's you, you in gotta play. you gotta
4: use him. You gotta yeah. use him. If you're gonna do some bring backs, right? If you're gonna double stack at all and you don't need a need to need a run back, yeah. Yeah, you get Jacobs definitely... and Adams. I think Jacobs and Adams would be my preferred just because we've already decided we, we have a take already, right? We want we want Pitts we want Injoku, like we have plenty of tight ends to play. This yeah, week. true. Yeah, like we definitely. don't need to we don't need to like all. Waller Pitts is now still cheaper too.
3: than Waller, right? I think yes. Waller is like fifty three hundred. He should yeah. not be cheaper than Waller. Yeah, yeah.
4: Like they should. He should be basically Waller and Injoku are very similar, in how they're being used and their talent profile, and and. Injoku's in like, Joku's younger too. Much much cheaper though. Like is still like three point seven k, and Waller's yeah, still th- being priced like his, like his like his old uh, Waller, his production from the last two years. Mm-hmm. So those are the players that are, you just you can't get me interested in those types of players. But Russ has been throwing downfield. It just hasn't been connecting. There's gonna be a big Russ to Sutton boom week, and. Why not against the freaking Raiders, man? Yeah.
2: Yep. I think you can, my last, I absolutely think you can double stack Russ here who please someone report to the office and let me know who Russ is throwing to. (laughs) If not Cortland Sutton and Jerry Javante. Yeah. So Javante's probably in, we should probably discuss him, him as well. He's probably in play, but that's the point. If the third guy is the, Committee running, you know, is the is the 50-50 mm-hmm. running back. It's not Albert O, KJ Hamler ain't ready, right? It's not Montrell Washington, it's not Tyree Cleveland, you know, it's not it's none of those guys. Emergency QB,
3: Kendall Hinton.
2: Kendall Hinton. Yeah, exactly. Hinton's got a better chance of throwing a touchdown than catching one from Russ. <laughs> it, it's it, there's no one else. And they're both really, really cheap. You I don't think you have to force a bring back. You can do Jacobs, you can do Devontae, but I think mm-hmm. you can just load up on that. Seattle, right? Maybe you say this is Russ week, but I'm going to get all my my pieces in from Seattle and Detroit and Atlanta and Cleveland and all that. And then just give me Sutton and Judy. I'm going to soak up all the Broncos points. And I think that's reasonable. And I I do think you can play Javante, of course, as well, too. Yeah. I I think I was going to
4: play it like we were playing uh, Lamar and Mark Andrews, except it it just, just the two guys. And and then you build around that right where it's Mm -hmm. where you, you don't concentrate. I know this is the, the, basically the game stack show, but if you're not game (laughs) stacking, just Russ and Sutton, just Russ and Sutton, Russ and Sutton is the best value that that quarterback wide receiver combination is the best value on the slate this week.
3: Right. And I think that that's part of the reason that people aren't really like gravitating toward that stack is that the price on Russ is still, his salary is still kind of like, semi elite quarterback like they mm-hmm. he's priced closer to justin herbert than he is to Geno smith and marcus mariota so if you, people are you know approaching this game or this slate like oh you know we can't if we're not going to pay up for lamar and josh allen like let's just go cheap why why stop at Russ? so i think that that's like perhaps a, a hole that we can exploit you know get get our Russ stacks in the week that people are forgetting about him and then the point i was going to add with jacobs too is all offseason, we we're worried about this being you know a four-man committee backfield, right? And really, it's just turned out to be two. Like Zamir White has hardly seen the field, and Amir Abdullah or Brandon Bolden, you know, whichever one's in the game that week is the pass catching back, but they're not both really on the field in the same game. And you're seeing a lot of work for Jacobs more than I think most of us were projecting preseason. So he's definitely a good volume play.
2: Love that. So we hit our five. We hit our five games. I did want to uh, something I do always, uh, always on Sunday. I, I want to go really quickly around and be. What is the one thing that you have to have in a? What? we'll, we'll do it from a stack perspective. What's the game? Or maybe what's the stack? Whatever it could be a secondary skinny stack. What's the stack that you have to have on Sunday to take down a tournament? Dario, you go first. Well, there's so many choices. I I know. I'm going
3: to say, I think it's going to be, you know, bread and butter. Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown, bring it back with Kirk. I, I, you know, from the moment I looked at this slate, I'd love being able to bring back that Eagles stack with Christian Kirk, the way he's been crushing this year. And I, I think I'm of the belief that the Jaguars do make this more of a game than most people think. I don't know why they're six and a half point underdogs. That seems pretty harsh. And I, yeah, that, that's for me, my like go-to.
4: Okay.
3: So I love that. I love
4: that. I also love Russ Sutton. I'm right there with you, right? I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Like Hertz Brown, Russ Sutton, like one's expensive. One's less expensive. Like if you want to fit in a, another elite player. You can go, uh oh, Wilson Sutton. You want you want to play pits, and you want to you know you know pay for a little bit more expensive guys. Those are two great options. I do believe a random lion will be in the millie maker. A random lion's going to be in there, whether it's Raymond or Reynolds or Reynolds. A random <laughs> lion is going to get in there. I I mean I mean, but 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 if I had to say skinny stack, I'm with I, especially on DraftKings. I'm with Eric, a penny shark.
2: Yes, yes. So I was also going to go with the Seahawks Lions game. I do think my honorable mention, I'm cheating and giving to my honorable mention is it, it when Dario mentioned Njoku's price. So I do. Um, tags in in lineup HQ every every single week and the very I'm just you know scrolling through the slate figuring it out on Wednesday or whatever I like snap tagged David Njoku at 3,700 I was just like what is going why is he 3,700 and like you mentioned Darren Waller why is Darren Waller almost 6,000 and and David Njoku's 3,700 that didn't make sense so I like him and probably London would be the correct pairing with Njoku, but it's definitely seahawks lions for me i can't get this rashad penny 4900 price out of my out of my head matt almost mm-hmm. talked me into josh reynolds almost almost talked me into josh reynolds I but i think reynolds i'm gonna week, baby I I, think, I I like i i i i i'm in i'm in on reynolds but it, a lions receiver and rashad penny we're gonna run back week 17 from last year <laughs> rashad penny you know, 150 and three or whatever it was. And someone's just going to have to step into the Amon Ross shoes. Maybe it's Khalif Raymond. I don't know, but somebody it's not TJ Hawkinson. That's, that's my conviction in, in the whole game Because it's one of the wide receivers that are, that are going to smash. So I think that about covers it. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. That was the week for Roto underworld stack fest and uh, a lot to monitor. Make sure to check that weather on Sunday, make sure to check all these inactives. Cause there's a lot of guys questionable, And we will see you guys in week five.